Holy Ghost. Kabranda dige de dige de dia kapata kata suzala manda dia la casa. Eshana nandiata seven in the keto eliata. We crown you King of Kings. Kabranda kapapa. Esombe brega de dega bebe de dia la tapana. Asaba kata. Zimono tanada dige. Hey, you are glorified. You reign, you reign, you reign, can you pray in the Holy Ghost? We crown you. Samba Becatela Taparos. We crown you. Capapada Dati. Sabaratala. Empa Papara Papai. Ropapada Papadagabata. Empa Patota Papa. Ambambranda Capabrania de Bria. Rianda Papada de Capabada. Asapata Tola. Epepe. Rada Papada 
Holy Spirit, we make room for you this morning. We make room for you. We make room for you. Do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. We glorify you in this place this morning. We declare you reign and you rule. We declare you are Lord. Do what only you can do. Send your word. Send your word, send your life and your truth, and bring us to the place eternal. Give us understanding and wisdom, and cause us to walk in your precept. I ask, O Lord, that as your word is going forth, let the Spirit of God drop upon everyone here like the dew of the morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, glorify yourself again, O God, in Jesus mighty name we have prayed can i hear believing amen? amen hallelujah you may have your seat god bless you praise god god wants to do something so we have to rush and give way oh boy it is it is necessity is laid upon me that i <laughs> i send the word but god wants to do something so be sensitive hallelujah I wouldn't spend much time going through what we did in the first. However, we were discussing James' message to the 12th tribe. So this will be the perfect man part two. James chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. And James chapter 2. Verse 17 to 22. James chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. 
My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James chapter 2, verse 20, or rather verse 18 to 22. Verse 17, rather, sorry, 17 to 22. Even so, if it had no works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Oh, I've changed mine to New King James. Sorry, oh. Okay, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devil also believe and trembles. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar, seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect? Is a question. And that will be our emphasis, verse 22. So James is trying to explain faith and work. Praise God. And after he had made all his explanation, it looks as though the people were still confused. They were still puzzled, like some of you are looking at me now. They were looking at James like that. Now, James now asks them a question. In all the things I've said, seest thou, have you seen, have you seen, have you been able to see how faith wrought with his works concerning Abraham and by works was his faith made perfect? He's asking them, have you seen? So me, what I want to do now is to help you see also. Yes, do you understand? Like James, okay, I want to help you see how that faith wrought with works and how that works by works was faith made perfect. Now, hold on. In the first service, we had already established that there, there are periods of trials, there are periods of temptation. And what happens in that furnace of affliction is that it will give you patience. And when patience have had her perfect work, you become perfect. You become entire. You will be wanting nothing. Praise God. Now, in wanting nothing is works. Because when I say you want, remember I said also that there are people who take passion in affliction. Do you remember that? Yes. So, in wanting nothing, that is where your works will speak. Let me break it down. So, for instance, you say that um, my faith has shown me academic excellence. James is telling us that if your faith truly shows academic excellence, your works should show academic excellence. Do you understand what I just said? So that is wanting nothing. 
We will not look for what you said you have. It shouldn't be lacking. Anybody understanding what I'm saying? If you are with me, shout hallelujah. Now, the meaning of that is that in the period of trial, there will be a demand on your faith. Trials will place a demand on your faith. It will place a demand to see works by faith. And our faith would be perfected, listen, when we take corresponding actions of obedience in the direction of our conviction. Should I say that again? Our faith will be made perfect when we take corresponding actions of obedience in the direction of our conviction. So like I said, okay, let me, when, when, when we say um, I walk in divine health, no, that's too far. Okay, I walk in divine health. Okay, and I've been declaring it, you have been hearing it. What James is telling them is as much as you have that faith, we want to see it in result. And now what I'm saying, what I meant by corresponding action is that that faith will place in you a demand. And you must act in that direction to be able to manifest that works. Are you following me? Oh, come, sir. Come. Come up. Let me use illustrations. Perhaps it will be clear. So, you can stand now. This is faith. Lift up your hands. Let them. Faith. Alright? Now, this is works. <laughs> Not ministry of works. Works. Okay? So now, James is saying, hold on. If you claim you have faith, we should see your works. Are you following me? And now I'm telling you that when you say you have faith in periods of trial, it will place a demand that that works should come. Meanwhile, you don't have faith until between here and there, you have taken corresponding actions of obedience in the direction of your conviction. Do you understand what I just said now? Corresponding action. So this is what I believe. And this is my conviction. This is what I expect the works. Between this um, expectation and the manifestation, on that faith, you have an action to play. Do we understand this? All right. God bless you, friends. Bless you. Beautiful. So faith is persuasion. Faith is conviction on who God is and on his word. Persuasion on who God is and on his word. In the first service we said he told us that I will be with you. You must know who is saying I for you to be able to endure 
what is happening. Do you understand what I'm saying? So faith is conviction, not persuasion, on who God is and on his words. Praise God. So any action, follow me, any action, any step you have taken so far, okay, under any philosophy, under any school of thought, eh, and you expect results, if you didn't take it in faith, hear me, you won't see the works. Any action outside of faith is a waste of time. Let's see Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 to 19. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, verse 18, of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, verse 19, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in figure. Please merge them together. So I'll use it and explain. Abraham had faith. And the faith placed a demand on him. Praise God. But he didn't just carry that action because he has heard popular opinions. Are you following me? He didn't just carry up his son to sacrifice because he just had a word. No. No. He accounted that God was able To raise him up, even from the dead. So, in Abraham's mind, in a figure, he has killed Isaac. Do you follow what I'm saying? If you are here, shout hallelujah. Why I'm showing you this so that you understand that any work you offer outside faith, or any action rather, and you desire a corresponding result, you just wasted your time. So, Bible says, he that comes to God must come believing that first he is the knowledge of God and that he is also a rewarder. His words of them that diligently, you must believe he is. So, Abraham had the knowledge of God outside what he was hearing. And in his knowledge, he knew that God has power enough to raise up the dead. So on the strength of that, he was not just taking, he didn't carry Isaac to Moriah, all those, or whatever journey, out of vain or vague knowledge. Do you understand? In his mind, if I kill you, you will come back. So that was how he was going. And God was watching. And God saw that, you remember we said there's a supervisor, right? He was supervising. Let me see what you do truly. He was going through a trial. And that trial placed a demand and a, a corresponding action on Abraham. So, somebody here under the sound of my voice, you have had a lot of faith convictions. Are you following me? But you are yet to take corresponding action. Do you know what you just did? You have wasted your time. In those days, okay, thank God he's here. 
so he can attest to what I'm saying. I used to share this often. When we're in the choir, and then Sabine sent to say, write the result you want to see. Are you following me? We didn't just declare, we didn't just declare academic excellence. Follow me. We wrote the result that we wanted to see, and then everything that that result demands on us, we walked in that direction. Am I right, sir? I won't forget when, after that was said, I went back to God. And I said, what would you have us do in this day? And he said, carry us on the school manual. Did I share that with you? Because he asked me. That's why I'm saying this. And I thank God he's here to very Carry us on the school and drop it. You know, I spread it on. I said, beyond what I have done, oh God, remember my service. It was my own peculiar action. It was what was peculiar to me. And that man of God came and asked. And I shared that with him. I won't forget. Are you following me? That faith we declared placed a demand. And we didn't just do that carelessly. We knew whom we believe. He said, for I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded, right? That he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now, such was the case of Abraham. Say with me, faith is perfect. When I take corresponding actions of obedience in the direction of my conviction. Loud and clear, faith is perfect. When I take corresponding actions of obedience in the direction of my conviction. So James now asks them, do you now see how that Abraham was justified? How that Abraham was perfect? James 2.22. Because he took steps and the works proved it. Do we understand that? Okay. Do you now see how that Abraham was not just a man of faith that is being professed, but he was a man of faith that was being acted. Do you follow that? Let's take some case studies. We are talking about Job in the first service. Because the question we are seeking to answer is, how can you claim you have faith without works? So let's go back to Job. Let's go back to Job. Faith works. Let me say this. Because many a times, the demand of faith, the demand of faith are almost impossible. Do you hear what I'm saying? The demands of faith. Almost in, how can you kill your child, sir? Someone will be saying, God, I want to have a dimension of wealth and resources in my disposal. And God will say, give all that you have. Are you following what I'm saying? I want to have a level of academic excellence. 
you say pray for that person. So, so person, whatever, whoever. This thing I'm telling you is practical. I can point with reference who did all of these things I'm saying. In this place, oh. But they are going ahead. Pray for this person. This person was in first class. So God told his brother, pray for this person. As long as you can. And he kept doing that. And he kept doing that. It was very demanding. The person didn't look like someone to be prayed for. Because the person in question was very arrogant and rude. But he said, pray for him. (laughs) And that brother who was praying, that action brought him into that level. I want to say something. That's why I'm saying all of this. Whenever you see an unusual result wrought in faith, the back end of it is that there is an unusual action eh, that is pioneered by a spirit. Follow me. How can you carry your child and go and kill? The spirit. The spirit. Anything unusual as a result, when you look at it at the backside, you will see unusual actions. And only spirit can enable people to do that. I want to show you when James says, see, do you see? I want you to see something. I want to give you binoculars. <laughs> I want you to see something. So Abraham did all of these unusual actions. He had unusual results because at the back end, there was a spirit. There was a spirit. There was a spirit that pioneered. And that spirit releases on you grace. So you don't just stand up and do things. If you are not graced for it, you will flop. The second pointer to a perfect man is that when you see his works and you see his faith, you will confirm that he carries grace. Are you following me? When you see his works and you see his faith, you don't need to be told. You will confirm that he carries grace, grace, grace. What James was attempting to show them, even though it was hidden, is that behind faith and works, there is grace. Who is with me? Okay, so in the days of Job, let us go back to Job. It's a perfect example of trial. Have he? he has suffered. Oh, mbom, Job. Job, in the days of Job, the Bible says Job was the greatest of the men in the East. He was one who feared God and eschewed evil. And in my study, I did a deduction, and I believe it is right. Because when you look at Job chapter 1, let's go to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. Verse 1. Verse 1. It says, okay, 
There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect. Look at that word. And upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. Okay, verse 2. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Verse 3. Let's take it fast. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she asses, and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. That's what I want you to take note. He was the greatest of all the men of the East. And Job, being the greatest of all the men of the East, had only three friends. Job chapter 2, verse 11. He had only three friends. The Bible says, now when Job, how many friends? Three. Speak back. How many friends? Three friends. Had of all this evil that was come upon him, they came everyone from his own place. Eliphaz the Temanite. And Bildad the, the Shuhite. And Zophar the Nemetite, for they had made an appointment together to come. They made an appointment to come and to mourn with him and to comfort him. Now, this is it. Job was the greatest of all the men in the East, and he had three friends. It appears to me as, as though these men were cardinal men. Do you, do, do you know the northern stars? How that? There are certain things that shows you cardinal points. North, East, South, and west. So in the east, Job was standing. In the north, somebody there was standing. There are three. In the south, another man was standing. And in the west, another was standing. These four men were the mightiest of men in those cardinal locations, such that they were references. So the Bible says, of all the men, for instance, concerning Job in the east, there was none as great as him. So every other person in that place, if we, we, Job, everything about Job has covered you. Are you following me? Now, same was also to his friends. Aha. Job was a man who had many works. He was a man who did many things to justify his righteousness. Meanwhile, we had proven in the first service that as much as Job went through that trial, he did not depict wisdom. He says, who is this that darkened counsel? Do you remember? Because if Job truly had wisdom, the Bible says he prayed for his family. He offered provisions. Yet, he didn't know what was happening on his behalf. Hear me? The wisdom of God we spoke of is no one that will make you pass. Ex- it's beyond that. It's one that will open your eyes and show you things to come. And will help you position yourself to be the center in that manifestation. When you pray, three things happen. Number one, in prayer, you will see what God is doing. In prayer, you will see what angels are doing. And in prayer, you will see what Satan is doing. Do you hear what I said? 
Yes, these three. Meanwhile, Job was offering all of those religious rituals. He was going through them, yet he was afflicted. I'll show you something. And the Bible had called him from the beginning a perfect and an upright man. So where is the imbalance? So in his challenge, in his predicament, all his friends came. Remember, they are mighty men representing whatever cardinals they were. And they came on to Job. And every one of them began bringing out his or her philosophy to see if they could succor Job, if they could comfort him, if they could provide works, or if they could vet his works enough to bring his redemption. And many of us today are living under their philosophies. And we don't know. I'll show you, for instance. Eliphaz, the Timite, his friends, the first of his friends, in Job chapter 4, verse 7 to 9, when he opened his mouth to speak, see how, see how, see how um, senior men used to reason things. They came, they sat down for seven days, so they didn't say anything. They were just observing. Mm. <laughs> they did seven days. And now he's opening his mouth to speak. He says, remember, he's talking to Job now. I pray thee, who ever perished being innocent? He's asking Job. Oh, where were the righteous cut off? Even as I have seen, they that ploy iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. By the blast of God, they perish, and by the breath of his nostrils, they are consumed. Do you know what this man was proposing? He was telling Job, you see this your thing, for every action, there is equal and opposite reaction. Are you following me? <laughs> when you sow wickedness, what do you expect to reap? The same. These were people who, after observing seven days, they are giving you, so from whatever location he was representing, everybody in that place, maybe it's, let's assume it's the West, they are of the mindset that there is a law of cause and effect. If I read hard, I should have a good result. Isn't it? You are also part of them. That's what I'm saying. Do you follow me? If I read hard, if I work hard, there should be results. Right? Law of cause and effect. I'll show you something. The second friend, Bidad the Shuhite, in Job chapter 8, verse 8 to 10. Job, please, media, let's take it fast. Job 8, 8 to 10. He said, he's now speaking to you. He said, Enquire, I pray thee, of the former age. And prepare thyself to search of the fathers. There's no need to proceed. You know what he was proposing? That for everything that is present, there is a reference in history. So some of you will say, my father suffered this. My family went through this. So I'm not surprised it's coming because everything that is present we can trace it back to history. 
I'm showing you how these people lived their life. Sickle cell runs through our lineage. Everybody must use eyeglasses. You must be short-sighted. Because when we trace through our four forefathers, the first generation used it. The second used the inheritance. Are you following me? The third friend of Job, Zophar, the Nemetite, in Job chapter 11, verse 7. He says, Canst thou by searching, by searching, find out God? Canst thou out of the Almighty, canst thou find out the Almighty rather unto perfection? Now, what I'm showing you is the first words. I'm taking it so you know the premise on which they build. Do you follow me? What this man was proposing was that man is limited. It doesn't matter how well you try. There's just a cap you can't exceed. So can thou by your searching find out God unto perfection? So let me ask you. Because all of these things represent their different works. How many of you have read so hard? You are sincere and you know you have read so hard. Yet, your result is not showing. Lift up your hands. No, lift it up very well. Beautiful. Peradventure, you are in business in this place. And you have labored so hard. Your finance is not showing. Lift up your hands. Beautiful. You have prayed so hard. Will I say You have prayed well enough. For anything at all, let's say expectation, and you have not seen the result, lift up your hand. Praise God. These things are real. Hallelujah. See, I suffered this thing. I'm telling you practical. This man is also there. Oh, I love Jesus. I saw labor. And in one of those days, I was in a particular place. I think I've shared it here. And the Spirit of God told me, stand up and go and meet that man of God. Reverend Intia, after a gathering of warriors meeting, the morning session, we are all together. Covenant is there. That's why I'm great. And God, God wants to show you these things are real. And when I stood up and I met the man, he looked at me. He said, no longer will you labor as an elephant and eat like an ant. And he laid hands and prayed on me. And when we walked out of the auditorium, towards the mini auditorium, the wife was going for administration, I guess, at the other place. And she forgot something, man. When she turned back, she shouted, David, he's there, he cannot prove. She called my name. So in shock, we all stood. And she now called whoever it was she wanted to call. They said, why didn't you go? I said, somewhere was called twice. Somewhere, somewhere. Meanwhile, I was in awe that it is possible that you can labor so hard and get little, but yet something can come of you. 
that will break that cycle of decline. Are you following me? That it is possible you can trace everything around your life to history. Yet, something can come on you that will disconnect you from your history. It is possible in all its entirety that you are limited. Very possible. Yet, something can come on you that will veto your limitations. Praise God. Job on the other side was a self-righteous man. Everything, he, has labeled, he has done everything by him, so he was acclaimed self-righteous. And it was his position that gave these people anger. They had to, sh- us, let us tell you where we stand too. Are you following me? Now, if you are in any of this category, these are realities. God is saying there is something you need to add. It's called Grace. Because if truly your works will verify your faith and your faith will produce works, it is on the wings of grace. So when all these men had spoken, there was one who was standing aside. He was not even among the four recognized elders. Elihu. He said, I have listened to you people too much. Let me also speak. And in his speaking in Job chapter 32, In Job chapter 32, verse 8, Elihu now introduced them to the spirit dimension. He says, there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Remember, behind every unusual act, every unusual work, is the sponsor of a spirit. So, these people were living by their philosophy. But a man had to draw them to a spirit dimension that supplies grace. There is a spirit in man. If you labor and labor and labor and ignore that there is a spirit that can aid you in this world, you will be frustrated. So you say there is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the almighty is what will give you understanding. So you may not understand your situation. You may not understand the challenge and the tra- All of these men were men of wisdom. Earthly wisdom. But there is a spirit that will supply grace. And when he was done speaking, let me spare you the story. God had to come down and talk. He said, I've listened to all of you. Take note. When God reproved the friends of Job, he didn't include Elio. Because that was the only man who spoke the right thing. That was the only man who acknowledged the God factor in everything. Are you following me? There is something God wants to put on you. It is called grace. And whenever the supply of the spirit comes, grace will flow. So seest. Seest thou how that the faith of Abraham wrought his works and by faith or by his works, his faith was made perfect. Have you seen the grace behind it? That's what he's asking them. Have you seen the grace behind it? When we see your faith and your work, we should see grace. You see that scenario we just depicted? It's a scenario of the world. How that there are many philosophies flying around, but one man came, and on his appearing, grace came. Jesus 
See, grace and truth came through him. As in Elihu, Jesus stepped in and supplied grace. Do you know what happened? When Job started mourning man, Elihu was there. When the four friends were, they stayed seven days, he was there. When they spoke, he was there. Remember, I will be with you. I'm only supervising. By the time I'm done, those people who are judging you around, I will first deal with them. So God now told the friends of Job, do you know who you are speaking against? You better take offering and ask him to pray for you. Because what he was going through, I was supervising. And he was standing there in the space of Eliu. Do you follow me? Praise God. And when all was said and done, Job found grace. It was on the strength of that 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 introduction came. A perfect man. You're wondering where he found grace. I'll show you. Job chapter 42. Verse 9, verse 9. The Bible says, So early passed the Temanites, and Bildai the Shuhite, and Zophar the Nematites went and did according as the Lord commanded them, and the Lord also accepted Job. Grace brings acceptance. Noah found grace before God acceptance. So you see why they introduced him as a perfect man? He had grace. Are you following me? Now, we have received wisdom. It's time to receive grace. So that when you stand and place a demand on your faith, your grace will pull your works. Are you following me? Many of you, like we are, we are taking a survey, have labored. When grace comes, it will amplify. Many of you have traced things through history. When grace comes, it will separate. Many of you have been capped and limited. When grace comes, it will take off the cap. So the question again is now, have you now seen how faith wrought his works? Have you seen it? James 2.22, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen how faith wrought his works? You think Abraham did not have grace? Eh? You think he didn't have the spirit of God? Sir, let me ask you a question. Since you gave your life to Christ, have you seen an angel? Now, a man could recognize an angel physically and introduce them to his house to eat food. Is he an ordinary man? <laughs> Abraham, he had grace. Are you following what I'm saying? There was a spirit on him. Everything he did was spirit-powered. And that's what God wants to do to someone this morning. He wants to place grace on you by the Holy Ghost that will move now. Can you rise to your feet? He wants to make you a perfect man. A man of grace. That you know and you know that you know that you have it. Not because you said it, but because your works have proved it by grace. 
If you understood what I just taught you, wave your hands. I want to be sure. <laughs> Praise God. One prayer. Oh God, release grace upon me. I don't know the dimension of imperfection or immaturity. Where you are wanting or where you are not entire, there is grace now. Oh God, release grace, 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 grace. Lift up your voice and pray. Lord, release grace upon me. Lord, release grace upon me. Manta paratana sapai. Jebe dege bebe dege pelatanis. Barune kese feto. Yuandi mono capriana sapai. You are only capable to carry out the action on the strength of grace. Perata kapai. Bambonko pretese sivenete keperas. Release grace upon me. Manteni sokofe natalis. Shapapadada kapaparatatela. Mentokina saparato. Bratete kepete kito paratas. Zahande vreniso selian bakates. Zababaratate kapai. Jabadaga paparata te dege de sakatai. Jambapapatata kapaparata. Ebe dege de dege de dege de dege de dege paparata. Jabapatata papara. Rabenata kapapalata tela. Jepeta jepeta. Kambapaparatali. Rabebe de dege bebe dege de dege. Parato atataba. Ikapadata papatakato. Ebrata paparata. Asopali atakano. Lord, release your grace upon me. In the mighty name of Jesus.